0: Maybe midnight or midday, never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed. Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain. Out in the dark, out in the rain. Feel so alone, feel so afraid. I heard you pray. This is Pastor Latani Oyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I just wanted to let you know that we're still on spring break, and I kind of wanted to be able to come in and start letting some things flow as far as what God wanted me to be able to speak on this time and in this season. It was in my preview of this subject, and it came back to me. And when God gave it to me, it was confirmation on how to be able to understand about what's going on right now in this time period, even though the Bible was written so many 2,000 over 2,000 years ago, it is so profound this time in this season. So let's get into it. The truth of the matter is. The topic is the seeker of truth, but the wrong affiliation. And I looked all of that up and it became so much more to me that so many people would love to be able to believe a lie instead of believing the truth. And you have to really understand that the truth is just a. that's simply what it is. It has no you know, hidden agenda, it has no um misunderstanding, it has no wrong to it, it's just simple. And I don't think that people are not lovers of the truth anymore. So let's get into it. First Kings 22nd chapter. And I was going back and when I looked at it once again because God brought it back to my remembrance. Oh, man, it was jam-packed with so many different things. And I understood that God really wanted me to focus in on those things because we have to be able, prophets, ministers, apostles, any type of person, even if you're just coming into Christ, we need to be able to tell the truth. So let's start with the first verse of, 1 Kings 22nd chapter, and they continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. Second verse, and it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. Verse three, and the king of Israel said unto his servants, know ye that Rothmoth in Gilead Is ours, and we be still and take it, not out of the hand of the king of Syria. Verse 4, And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Wilt thou go with me to battle to Romoth-Gildad? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. Okay, let's pause right quick for a few moments. King Jehoshaphat was a man of great prosperity and riches. Also, King Jehoshaphat really was able to start a relationship with God earlier on in his uh, reign. So that became a whole lot different atmosphere for him than King Ahab. And what I liked about him is that From the very beginning, he always made sure that he heard from God first. And it's going to be able to help you understand that the close relationship with God once again becomes so profound. And it says in the fifth verse, and Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, inquire, I pray thee at the word of the Lord today. Do you understand that when we go and get into so many different relationships, whether professional or also personal, we did not ask God, should we, should we get into these relationships and be able to stay within those relationships? Should we even think about being associated, closely associated With this individual, with their company, with their organization. Because if you do become closely affiliated with that person, but you don't know the background of that person, it can cause major damage in your whole entire relationship with God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I mean, when you sit there, And you don't sit there and see the characteristics, the actions, the motivations behind the person that can be your pastor to your husband, to your friends or colleagues. You don't know their motives. And see, that's what I loved about King Jehoshaphat. He may not have known the backstory of King Ahab, but he knew who God was. So he knew that God would be able to instruct them on the proper procedures on how to be able to go the distance in their whole entire reign. Now, let's talk about this. Have you honestly sat back on any time that you have free time because we think about so many different things? Do you honestly pause for a few moments? To take stock of who God is in your life. Come on now, let's do, let's honestly be truthful in this. Because we have to be able to understand that God is the center point, the focal point in our lives. He has no respect of person. He will talk to everyone because he created everyone. But when you don't understand the motives behind someone, you can honestly sit there and ask God and say, God, can you be able to reveal to me who this person is and how this person is and what's their characteristics? See, a lot of people will be able to tell you who they are, but they're also their actions speak volumes. Let me say that one more time their actions speak volumes they can talk but their actions towards you speak volumes and definitely how they treat you come on now definitely how they treat you speaks volumes too see sometimes when you're sitting up here i don't care if you are an adult to a teenager to a child you know when someone loves you genuinely and when someone doesn't love you genuinely. And I mean, some of the things that we go through through life, and I know that some people may not understand this, but when you go through things in life and God takes you through those things, is to teach you a valuable lesson such as King Jehoshaphat and King Arrow, it becomes so much more. See, let me give you a little bit of backstory behind King uh, Ahab. King Ahab was an evil king. He was married to Jezebel, Queen Jezebel, and he was able to do so much wickedness He was after different idols and worshiping different gods because he was wanting to be closely associated with his wife. He knew what was right, but yet and still, he still married her and he still kept going on and messing and doing things that God told him not to. Come on now. He also was able to sit there and persecute All of the prophets of God, the true people of God, speaking the truth of who God is in that time to him, but because of who he was in the relationship with Queen Jezebel and her sincere anger and hatred and evil and malice towards God's ways, he stayed in there. He stayed in the relationship because he thought he can keep his woman. Oh, come on now. See, some people think that being able to be in that relationship is going to define you. But you haven't asked God the truth about the person behind who you see every day, who you sit there and have fellowship with every day. Who you have children with, who you have a relationship with, who you have households with, who you have everything that you think is sacred and sincere in God. Come on now. But it goes in so many different layers. But the truth was not with him because he denied the truth so many times. He denied the truth with prophet Elijah. He denied the truth with so many different prophets and killed the prophets because he thought he can stay with his wife, Queen Jezebel, just to keep on going. Oh, come on now. See, the true nature of knowing the truth is knowing it will cost you something. See, some people don't understand that when you know the truth, the actual facts, the actual manifestation of understanding what the true knowledge is, the actual fact and information, the data, the true expressions of someone, the true nature of someone. It is just that simple. And this is what he did. But please go back and research it for yourself. But I wanted to continue. And see, King Jehoshaphat, he sought the word. He sought the acknowledgement of who God is at this time period. And it says in Acts 17 and 11, when you are seeking the truth in the word of God, it doesn't make what position you are in the church. It doesn't make any sense if the word of God isn't your food isn't your way of hunger and thirst. It doesn't make sense. Truth is something that we are hardly finding nowadays. Oh, come on. In the social media, on TV shows, on different different commercials, in different ways of being able to communicate with the United States people. The journalists, some of them are not telling you the truth. This is why some of my television, I'm going to say it like this. Some of the information I receive, I get it from different people worldwide. And then I come back to the United States. The reason why being is because some Countries are not involved in what the United States is doing, but they will sit there, quite simply put, the truth out and not have any hidden agendas towards us and saying what they're saying. Oh, come on now. When the word of God becomes your food, when you're hungry, and when you're thirsty, you become more and more like God. And it says also too, if you apply it to your life, not just eat, not just be fed and then not sit there and have it to apply to your life, not drink of the word of God or go into God and be be a part of the body of Christ. And we do that the first of the month to honor him and to honor God. And to recognize who they are in our lives. But according to alpinebible.com, the Thessalonica were noble, rich in faith and the word of God. When you seek the truth, you seek it in honesty. Humankind has a bias built in tendency and prejudice, a secular nature against the truth of scriptures and Christ. Come on now. Because For us, the Bible is a reflection of a mirror. And I've said that once again, and it's in the word. See, we look at the mirror and we see ourselves for who we are. Simply put, we see ourselves and we see the flaws we have. We see the sins we have and we wash our face with the word of God. But then we don't go back and apply it once more. Come on now, let's talk about that. See, if you have a relationship with God and talking to God, He will sit there and give you the hunger and the thirst to want to be in the Word, want to be in His presence, want to be able to sit there and take your day, take your time with Him. Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear me. See, some of us, remember the person that you really did love the first time when you saw them? You used to take your time on the phone with them. You used to be able to, you know, I don't know for you, but for me, write love letters to that person. Let them feel the emotions of love between you and that person, whether it was Out of state, long distance relationships or you had to be a close, intimate relationship. But you wanted to maintain communications as much as possible. Don't you know God wants to do the same thing with you? Come on now. And also, too, at the same time, God is trying to tell you, just as the Thessalonians were noble and rich in faith in the word of God. He wants us to be able not to just sit there and not apply the word of God, but while you're living it, don't you know that God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory? Don't you know that God does not want you disgusted, busted, and broke? Come on now, let me say it. Disgusted, busted, and broke. I'm saying disgusted because some of us are still living in sin. And not recognizing it for what it is, sin. And some people want to glorify that sin and say, oh, look at me, I'm this. Oh, look at me, I'm that. Come on now. But don't you know that when you start giving that sin to God, he wants to replace it with the love, peace, understanding, and joy that you are supposed to have. Don't you know he wants to clean you up, disgusted, busted. Busted means that you have no way of being able to fix yourself. I'm going to say it like that for the people in the back. Don't you know that when you sit there and you honestly have a discussion with God, That I am broken, God. My mother, my father, my sister, all my family members have called me ugly, have called me this and that. That I won't be this or I won't be that. Even my pastors say, I am this or I am that. But God, what does God say? Busted. What does God say? What does God say? See, we're diving into what the truth is supposed to be. And there is such a lack of the truth right now, more than ever. I mean, so many people can post a lie and it can go forward around the world and back again. And then when the truth finally comes out, we are so skeptical when it becomes face forward in front of us. Mm, 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 mm. Y'all see we live in a time where you need to understand that the discernment of the spirit with truth becomes more apparent for us. Do you un- Discernment means that you can understand and you know right from wrong. And God can give you that. You can ask for God to be able to prepare your heart and mind. When you hear a lie, you know it's a lie. Even before it even comes out the mouth of that individual. Do you understand what I'm talking about? See, when you become so slated, so much of the truth is not in you. You prophesy lying. Oh, I'm let me, let me not get into that yet. But you love hearing non-truths. That it becomes a part of your character. And it becomes a part of who you are. mm Something's wrong with that. For some ignoring what is right before us, my God, I'll say that one more time. Something's wrong with it. James 4 and 17, when you know what is right and just, but what you went to pursue the latter. What does that make you? Come on now. Say, let me say that one more time. What does that make you? When you know what is right and just, but you want to pursue the latter. When you know the hidden truths of God, but you want to pursue the latter. When you know that this person was doing something wrong to this person, but yet and still you should sit there and say, make it right. What is wrong with you if you pursue the false instead of the truth? What does that make you and what does that make your character what that what does that make you full of and i say that because so many people want to fill themselves up with love joy peace understanding in the body of christ but you rather listen to the lies that the enemy has placed in your ear instead of honestly listening to the son or the woman of God or the man of God do you understand that sometimes we put ourselves in situations that God does not want us to be in and he gives us so many chances oh let me say that god gives you so many chances that was that had just been placed in my spirit god gives you so many Different ways of repenting and coming to the realization of what you've done. Broken, disgusted, busted. Don't you know that when God sits there and honestly has an honest conversation with you, because I don't know about you. Go back into my podcast, Gut Check, uh, making sure that you realize and stay focused of who God is in you. See, this is a relationship that's supposed to last you a lifetime, not just for a season, not just when you think that you can go to church on certain days, or if you want to go for resurrection day, or if you want to go for, you know, just certain things like new years, God is more than that. Give him the benefit of the doubt. His relationship with you is more important now than anything possible. Do you understand the relationship you have with God? Focuses and centers your marriage, your family, the way that you think. And even if you're single, God sits there. And he preserves you for the person you're supposed to marry, not for the one that you want. Oh, come on now. Let me say that one more time. God preserves you when you're single. So you can get your mindset, your finances, your household right before somebody else comes into the picture. Now, let me say this. Y'all better comprehend the entire display of what and who God is in you today. Stop sitting up there and waiting for someone else to tell you who God is. No, you need to know who Jesus is. I'm not talking about the one that died so many years ago. I'm talking about the one that is prevalent and living still today in you. Not just for a life, not just for a little bit, but for a lifetime. When someone sees you, they see God and Jesus and Holy Ghost in you. Oh, come on now. They should see God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in you. Because don't you know, he walked on this earth for a reason. He was the word that became flesh that we needed in this time and this period. He was the one that was able to help us to know who God is. He was the one that was holier and righteous and unknowingly, unknowingly knew the sacrifice and the, the dedication God unknowingly or so you thought see he was there in the very beginning when God formed the earth he was there and he said I know when God shaped this and formed this because I was with him I am his son And why is it that we believe all of these different religions, but you don't want to believe who God is? Come on now. When you have the manifestation of Jesus walking on this earth and documented, not just through the Bible, but through also secular people. Don't you know that they were in the courts the same time that he was being prosecuted? Come on now. But y'all don't want to live no truth. Y'all want to sit up here and kick bricks and say God wasn't there. Oh, see, I'm, a, I'm tapping into somebody today. Do you understand that God is prevalent today, yesterday, and forevermore? Do you understand when you close your eyes for the final time on this earth that God, you're going to stand before him to be judged? See, King Ahab did want to realize who God was in his life. He gave him so many chances to know the truth. And don't you know when you sit there and you do what God says do and you don't do what God says do? Oh, the do was King Jehoshaphat, but the undoing was King Ahab. Let me say that one more time for people to clarify. See, King uh, Jehoshaphat, all my body and my spirit is getting excited. Don't you know, King Jehoshaphat, he said it. He said, let us be able, I want to persuade you. Let me paraphrase it. He said, and Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. That's when you need to know. When you got significant things going on in your life, you need to tap into who God is. And you should honestly sit there and say like King Jehoshaphat. Don't you know before I step out of this house, God, I'm inquired of you today. What is I supposed to do today? Or if I need to make any financial transactions, I'm asking you that you I'm going before you, God, because you're the one that's giving me that loan. Don't you understand everything in your pocketbook belongs to God? Oh, I'm going to say it like that because it's like that. See, some of us think that, oh, we are the ones that's going out to work. Yes, but that's God's money. Do you understand that everything that you have, you possess, you own, you sitting up here and overseeing God, let you oversee that. Oh, I'm, I don't know who this is for, but I'm tapping into God today. Don't you know that when you sit up here and you do what God says, do see, this ain't even in my notes. See, when you tap into who God is on your life, on your finances, on your ministry, on your children, on your, on your husband or your wife, when you tap into God on your job, on your career, in your studies, in your university, everything that you do in God, everything that you touch, God's going to anoint it and edify it for his glory, his establishment. And you won't even have to worry about taking no credit because God's giving all the credit to him. Mm -mm. You are the living example of him. So when he sees you, he should see the reflection of himself. Ooh, Jesus. Let me say that one more time. When God sees you, he sees the blood of Jesus on you. Mm. Let that sink in. He should see his son on you. He should see all that he has done, the whipping and the lashing, all day and all night. The crown that's been placed on his head, that had his head to blow up so that he was unrecognizable. For the ones that he couldn't even sit there and carry his cross the whole way to Golgotha, y'all better sit up here and recognize the truth. Don't be like King Ahab. Mm. Now let's go back. King Jehoshaphat knew the truth, but the purpose of the truth before him, he knew this was the battle. It is like when we have a friend for a long time, but never truly looked at them. I'm going to say this one more time. Oh God. Their lifestyle the way they treat their family members, the way that they treat their spouses, the way that they sit here and they talk, they walk, they they give God the glory. They Even if they don't have God in their lives, I want to see. Because then you pick up their characteristics, you pick up their traits, and you want them to come into your home. Come on now. When you're walking into the room, You can be the life of the party through kindness. Then when your friend comes through, they are picking fights or they are jealous of someone else's outfits or success. Has that happened to you lately? See, I had to start taking some types of notes around the people that I associate myself with. In so many cases, there is a situation that when you're seeking the truth in the word of God, there will be friends that do not align with your motives or your assignments. I'm sorry to say, but it is the truth. When you need to be asking the true source of your existence, which is God, some of your friends will say, hey, you know what? Let's 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 go over here and um, party. Instead of reading the word of God, let's gossip about this person instead of sitting up here and praying for the person. Let's, um, let's sit up here and backbite on this person. When actuality, you don't even know the situation about that person because in true sense and word only really two people know the whole entire truth, that person and God. You can only sit here and say, you know what, pray for them because certain people in our lifetime, some of them are seeking the truth and they've been tainted because they're with the wrong person or they're in the wrong organization or they're seeking something that they shouldn't be doing. Or they want to have their own way of living their lifestyle and really doesn't care about who God is and their principles. Come on now. Come on now. See, I understand that life is not always kind. Some of us have had some situations and some of us are still living in it. We are in situations where we have brought it on ourselves. Or we're living in a situation that was brought on from our generations or some things that were um, taken on by us because we had were able to be married to someone or associated with someone. Come on now. And what I was saying is that you can be able to go in, into the door of a party and be kind and nice and everybody knows you. But the people that you have around you, surrounding you, can become jealous, envious of someone, even as a simple thing as their outfit or their success. They're always sitting up here and having that talk. Well, look at her. Wait, 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 wait. Why is it that everywhere we go, you want to put your mouth on someone? Come on now. Why is it that when I get successful or I start celebrating my success, you want to rain on it? You, you want to make me feel little then or less than in your presence. Oh, God. See, I understand that the relationship we have, whether it is for a lifetime or for a season, it teaches us. About ourselves, about our boundaries, about our lifestyles, and the true nature of who you want to be. And also, if God is involved. Oh, why did I put that last? Because certain people forget. See, we as humans forget that God is the main source. But why did you put it last? Because some of us do put God last. Mm. Marinate on that. Now, this person can become a stumbling block causing tension or a, um, hindrance for your establishment, for your relationships, future, re- future relationships, or also they can become more of just unrest, uncomfortable, no peace. Have you noticed that every time there's always something chaos going on with them and they never have peace? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. King Ahab was doing the same thing. He didn't let all of it show to King Jehoshaphat, but that's what was going on. King Jehoshaphat had peace because he knew he was seeking the one true God. Whereas King Ahab, he didn't care. He didn't care who God was. Blatantly didn't care. And we're going to see what was his end result. Please warn them because they meet a person that is living for the truth. The person would have to change or suffer Gave consequences. In seeking the truth. You want to understand the word of God. And to be able to explain the simplicities. Of the form of the complexities. Of the nature of God. Let me say that one more time. (laughs) See. In seeking the truth. You want to understand the word of God. And be able to explain. Comprehend. Understand. That it's just simple. Just a simple form. Of how people make it so complex to the nature of God. And it says in the Bible, and I'm going to paraphrase it, that even the simple things of God confound the wise. So I'd rather be simple in who God is and understanding who God is. Then to get all of this knowledge and all of this wisdom, but don't know who God is. Don't want to comprehend who God is. Don't want to understand who God is. Don't want to sit there and know I can read this Bible and become a Pharisee and a Sadducee because that's what they did, but didn't believe God at his word. See, you can read the Bible and study the Bible, but become so insaturated with the Bible but not living it and not applying it to your life. Come, ooh, that one, mm. Think about it. See, so many people don't want, they want you, hey, pastor, you know, come on. Can you tell me what's going on? What's going on with my, my wife or my spouse, my husband? I need help. Okay, read the word. Wait, 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 wait. That simple? Mm-hmm, that simple. Uh. Uh, do me one bit be- better, too. Uh, why won't you, while you're reading the word, why won't you talk to God about that person? Oh, wait a minute. Hold, 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 hold up, Pastor. What you, you telling me to go ahead and do two things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also at the same time, why won't you do three things for me? <laughs> why won't you read the word? Why won't you talk to God? And then why won't you pray about it? Oh, wait, 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 hold up. But that's so simple. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But we want to be making it so hard for ourselves. Marinate on that one too. For God takes the simplest things of this world to confound the wise. First Corinthians 1 and 27. Side note, I saw 4 and 17 as I was looking up. At James 4 and 17, crazy, huh? Yeah, well, I was getting ready to prepare for this um, podcast. I saw that I was up and it was 4.17 in the morning. And I, as I was looking up, hmm, James 4 and 17 came up. The seekers of truth could be the message of the God's face. Let me say that one more time. The seeker of the truth could be the messenger of the God's face. Let me say this. That what I'm talking about is that when you are looking for the truth, you know God is the truth. And When you are sitting here as a prophet and you know the truth and you're willfully taking your time, you're analyzing the Bible, you're talking to God, you're praying, you're meditating on the word. Meditation, meaning that it goes in in your mind every day and you're trying to see how to be able to pick it apart so that you understand it for other people to read it and understand it. While you're talking about it. And then you are also. It's in your mindset. It's in your heart. And the Bible doesn't go anywhere. It becomes a part of you. And then you live it out. When you walk out that door. You have God. Resignating in you. So that other people can see. The God. That's in the word of God. Let me say that one more time. See, when you get out in this world and you're a child of God, a man, a woman of God, you resonate. That means that you illuminate, you light up every dark place that's in your life, in anyone's life. Because when you do that, you want to sit there and say, wait a minute, what does she have that I don't have? What does he have that I don't have? And that's when there's a conversation. They'll ask, oh, do you have like association with this and this? Or do do you have this or that? No, ma'am. No, sir. I have God. And I'm talking about the one from Israel. I'm talking about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, that God. I'm talking about Rapha. I'm talking about Elohim. I'm talking about the one that's in the Bible that has made you and me. That's the truth. Oh, man. And, and I, I really wanted to kind of just let you know that as the seeker of the truth, oh, my God, you don't want to say anything out of the ordinary that God did not say. Ooh, let me say it one more time. When you're seeking the truth as a woman or man of God, you don't want to say anything out of turn. And it says, mm, 4 and 17, James 4 and 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth if not to him, it is what sin. Let me say that one more time. James 4 and 17, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And when you know to do right, when you know it's not right to be able to do this or that, when you know you're not supposed to go over here, listen to that or or dress like this or put that on or take that off. Come on now. Your actions, your character, the way that you are, speaks volumes. And it becomes more and more apparent that your character, your traits, they go down to your children. And it goes down generational. This is why you start seeing so many genes, so many people... As you know, so many people in your family, whether it's the big forehead, let's just talk about it, or your 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 fingers, how long your fingers are, or the smiles, or the chins, or the dimples that people have. Those are clear indications that's my sister, that's my brother, that's my mother, that's my father. But it resonates in you. That's how sin is. Believe it or not, when we don't do what God says do and we know what to do, hmm, that becomes a part of us. What do you mean? You take it on and you let it become a part of you instead of you sitting up there and going to the doctor. Let's just say that, you know, you have a mold. And you on your face, but you don't want to get it removed, but you know, it's cancerous. So you're not going to want to go to the doctor, which is God to get it removed, which is the sin you have, but you'll let it fester and you'll let it grow until it uh, pretty much takes over your life. And by that time it's too late because then the doctor can't be able to help you. Let that marinate. See, we don't want to take care of the cancers we have on us, which is the sin. But we let it become a part of us and let it define us as who we are. And that should not be. Now, the prophet, Michaela, is translated, who is like Yah. And when I saw that, I was like, who is like Yah? I looked it up. Yahweh, which is God. Let me say that one more time. Who is like y'all? Meaning, y'all is Yahweh. And also too, I was like, ooh, I got kind of giddy with this one. He was one of the four disciples of Elijah. Get out of here. He was affiliated with Elijah. Y'all, I was like, really? Let, let me sit. Let me let that marinate. Don't you know when you're speaking the truth? Don't you know your affiliation with all these different people? I'm talking about the men, true men and women of God. It can be documented and, uh, hello, God approved. Okay. Oh, y'all don't like that, huh? Okay. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the enemy don't like it when you are approved by who God is. And with Elijah, he was a major prophet Michaela. At this point in time, some people say he was just, an, he was, he may have been minor, but he was a major in who God was and speaking the truth. And that translated over to him and then to Elijah and then to Elijah. Y'all just don't understand. See, you are wanna, you're going to be, want to be able to be around the truth, not the fake and the phony. You're going to want to dwell with God and not with man. Let me say that one more time. You're going to want to, you're going to want to dwell in cleanliness and not in dirt. Mm. Because you know and you understand the call that's on your life. Do you understand the call that's on your life? Do you understand? I don't care if it's just you're starting to become in God, it is critical, it is crucial for your life to know who God is. See, I start taking CPR classes because I know where I have to go for my profession. So they have the amphibulator where you do the shock. You, you know, some, the older ones, you used to be able to, you know, have to have them together and you would rub it together and you would say clear, and then you would put it on the person's chest and when no one was around, you made sure that nobody else was touching the, the person that was unconscious and you would shock them and say clear and it would shock them again. And don't you know that vibration would go throughout their entire bodies. That's what the truth does. I was like, what? Oh God, that's what the truth does. It resonates through the whole entire atmosphere. And your whole entire body is relaxed once you've done and said the truth. Your countenance is not tense or tight. You don't understand the validity of knowing the truth. Oh, come on now. When you know the truth, when you know the actual correct Answer, response to who it is, to who God is, to the situation. You are not phased by the consequences of their actions. Come on now. You are not phased when the enemy comes in and tries to mess with you because you're living on the truth. Mm, you're drinking the truth. You are of God and you're doing what God says do. That's the truth. My God. Okay, let me calm down. He was the only one to tell the truth about the battle to the king Ahab. You better not, Butch. You better not shift nor change your answer. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Mm. He was the only one to tell the truth about the battle to king Ahab and king Jehoshaphat. You better not budge, you better not shift, nor change your answer. My husband always tells me, you better not shift, you better not change your answer, because guess what? That means that God did not speak to you. Come on now, when you know fooling and doggone well, he did. Mm. Mm. No, 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 no. See, wait, wait, wait. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. I'm going to go to verse 6. And you can read it for yourself. But if you really want to get into this, it's 1 Kings 22. Let's read along, okay? But if you later on, it's really good for your soul to read it later too. Because I want you to know the truth for yourself. Amen? Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, ooh, about four hundred men. Come on now, and said to them, "Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear?" And they said, "What? Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hands of the king." Mm, child, really, really. In verse seven, and Jehoshaphat. That said, is there not a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? Don't you know that when you got yes men around you, don't you know that when the anointing comes upon you, you need to make sure that that person is telling the truth. I don't care how many is sitting there and saying the same thing. You better know and inquire of who God is. Come on now. King Jehoshaphat sat there and said. He saw the 400. And he could have sat there and said, you know what? I believe them. Uh-uh. Something in him said. And you know that's something. You, you know what it is. It's the Holy Ghost that sat there. Hmm. The God. Yahweh said to tell him to say it, and Joseph and Jehos, oh, excuse me, and Jehoshaphat, because my my body and my mind is so wide. Oh, I am. Excuse me. Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? Don't y'all know that? My husband usually says, and I know that's for you. I don't know about you, but I know my husband. When you are doubting God mm, and the validity of who God is, mm, don't you know that you can't take that back because you know already what God has already done for you? See, some people want to sit up here and believe everybody else but God. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't care. And I'm going to say it one more time. I don't care how many people sit up here and say whatever they want to say. What did God say? Now, for the people in the back, my husband always tells me, what did God say? Did the Bible say that? What did God tell you? And why are you not believing what God said to you? Come on now, come on. I don't know about y'all. But sometimes our flesh will sit there. Well, I thought, no. uh -uh." Why are you going back on what God says? Stop doubting God. Believe him at his word. Don't you know when you doubt God, that's sinning and God is not a liar. Mm -mm -mm. So for me and you, I have to repent and say, God, I'm sorry that I was thinking this way. God, I'm sorry that I was even approaching that away. Do you understand that sometimes we as human beings, I don't care if you're a prophet or minister, whatever position, even if you're a lay member just coming into God, new person, new beginnings. Our way of mindset needs to change, needs to shift, needs to have a different function, needs to have life and not death. See, sometimes we we get up into that kind of understanding. We think that, okay, well, maybe God, because it hasn't happened yet, that doesn't mean that God didn't say it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> Just because you don't see it, doesn't mean that God is not manifesting it in the spirit for it to come to the natural. On earth as it is in heaven. Come on now. ooh, Come on now. Just because God is working it up in heavenly places in the spiritual realm, doesn't mean that it's not going to come down to the natural. Y'all wait for it. Let your mind catch up. See, that was the thing is that when God shows you things in the heavenly realm and you believe him, no matter what, that when it comes down to the natural, you are not phased. Come on now, because you knew you saw it in the beginning because God lets you see it. See, that's the thing about a prophet. God lets you see things and trust and believe that when you open up your mouth, that it's God and God alone, the true prophet. There are so many false prophets. That's why I say you need to have the discernment of the spirit. Discern what's going on with that person inside and out. Characteristics of that person. I'm talking about the inner working and the person they're closely associated with will tell you all that you need to know. And then go ask God. Ask God. He'll tell you. He'll let you See the whole entire person for who they are and for what they are. Now, I'm going to say this. You can't go with the crowd when God meets you for you to stand out. Let me say that one more time. You can't go with the crowd when God has met for you to stand out. Don't be afraid to tell the truth. Let me say that one more time. Don't be afraid. In this time, in this hour, to tell the truth. Even if there's a host camps around you, I will remain in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Mm -mm -mm. That's what the word says. Though a host has camped around about me, I will remain at perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Read it. Read your word. See, this prophet could have panicked. And let's read some more because I want you to start understanding the validity of this nature of this passage, of this chapter. Because if we don't stand on what God is telling us now, we will fall for everything later. We will fall. And it says, the eighth verse, the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Mikela, the son of Ilna, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. Come on now, for he do not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. Don't you know? That when God is honest with you, totally honest and knows your character and your features and the hidden things in your life, he gained nothing else but to tell you the truth. Mm. Let's say that one more time. I'm going to take my time today. All right. See, when this prophet knew who he was and how he was, King Ahab had no choice but to sit there and say, I hate him because he's going against his nature. He's going against, okay, I'm going to be false about everything. I'm not going to tell the truth. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to love a lie instead of the truth. Now, let's keep going. Verse 9, then the king of Israel called for an officer and said, Hasten hither, Michaela, the son of Elam. Verse 10, and the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, sat each other on his throne, having put on their robes in a void place in the entrance of the gate of Samaria and all the prophets prophesied before them. Come on now. They're in regal. They're in their time. Verse 11. And Zacchaeus, the son of Chamoram, made him horns of iron and said, and he said, thus saith the Lord, with these shall Thou pushed the Syrians unto thou have consumed them. Verse 12 now. And all the prophets prophesied, so saying, Go up to Rathmah Gilead and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the king's hands. Come on now. Verse 13. And the messenger that was gone to call with spake unto him, saying, Behold now the words of the prophets, declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and spake that which is good. Hmm. Come on now, people going to tell you to go ahead and speak this and speak that. But verse 14, I love. And Michaela said, As the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that I will speak. Don't you know that's some bold stuff? Don't you understand? If God didn't say it, it's not gonna come out of my mouth. That's what He was trying to say. I I don't know about nobody else, but that's 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 good. Y'all y'all need to understand. That's the truth. That's simple. That's to the point. That's blatant. That's in your face. If God didn't say it, I'm not gonna say it. I don't care what nobody says. It's only what God says. Mm. Go ahead, boy. Now, let's go down to 14 verse, 15 verse. So he came to the king and the king said unto him, Michaela, shall we go against Rathma Gilead to battle or shall we forbear? And he answered him, go and prosper for the Lord shall deliver it into the hands of the king. Hmm. Why did he say that? See, he was instructed to say what the people were saying, but God had to press him more. God had to honestly let it resonate what was really going on. Ooh, come on now. And the king said unto him, How many times shall I adjure thee that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? Mm. Come on now, 17th verse, and he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd, and the Lord said, these have no masters, let them return every man to his house in peace, Mm. he's going against what the 400 said, come on now, 18, and the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, did I not tell thee that he will prophesy no good concerning me but evil? Mm. 19, and he said, hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. The 20th verse, and the Lord said, who shall pursue Ahab that he may go up and fall at Rathmah Gilead? And one said on this matter and another on that matter. 21st verse, and there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will pursue him. I will persuade him. Mm -mm -mm. 22 verse. And the Lord said unto him wherewith, and he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets, Mm. all his prophets, all, and he shall say thou shall persuade him and prevail also go forth and do so. Now I'm going to say this, prophet Michaela had 400 other people that were saying different than him but God. Even the prophet Michaela had a bad reputation. Your reputation will bring you before great and mighty men. That boy had clout, but he kept it humble. (laughs) The prophet Michaela had to obey God while God allotted for the false prophets to continue. Since King Ahab didn't want to believe God, God let the false prophets that have a spirit of lying. So that came upon the land because of his disobedience. And also because he did not heed the truth of who the living God was. Let me say that one more time. Because he did not want to heed the word of God. And also because of his disobedience. The prophet Michaela means... Yes, in Hebrew, the personal name of God is Yahweh, four-letter word. Turn, trauma, grammar of God. Pause for a moment and look up your name. Please understand that everyone in the Bible, and I had to look this up, a lot of the prophets and all the renowned old and you know all of these different characters in the God. Head and also in the Bible has significant meaning to them. Now, my uncle and my mother named me, but they said it didn't mean anything to them, just a name. So I looked up my name and what it means. Okay. It means praiseworthy. It's originally from American Russian origins, priceless in Roman Greek. It means flower. Let no one separate you from the love of God in his word. Do you understand? See, your life means so much. And if you did not do damage to the enemy's camp, he would not come after you the way he does. He pursues you, tries to persuade you to do wrong because he knows you are carrying the living word in you. You are the authentic, you are the original creation of God. And he does not like that because he tries to sit there and make himself a God, not the God. And with that, that becomes more of a peril struggle, both spiritually and naturally in your life. See, you're combating the enemy, which is Satan, yourself, which is the old man, because you came into this world in sin, And then you're sitting up here also combating your thoughts, your mentalities, everything that goes against God. Isn't that funny? that we have God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to cover all three of those things I just mentioned. Think about it. You have the enemy that is coming up against you in the spirit and in the natural, but then you have yourself because you used to be in the sin that you were in because you were born into it. And then you're sitting up here and having the thoughts and mentalities and characteristics of things that you used to do. Come on now. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let that marinate also. The prophet Michaela was placed in jail for telling the truth. Mm. Please read the whole thing. But I like that he stood up to this king. He could have sat there and backed down and became one. But when God sits there and he tells you that you have to tell the truth at all cost, that you have to be the standard, that he has been persecuted also because he was sitting up there and saying, well, how did God sit there and, you know, send out all of these lying spirits? To be able to take over us. How can God do that? Because he's God. He's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. He commands everything. Both on this earth. Under the earth. And above the earth. And beyond. Now the prophet Michaela dies in prison. But was rewarded for his faithfulness in God. Can be overshadowed. The truth seekers of God's word will cost you your very lives. Let me say that one more time. The truth seekers of God's word will cost you your very lives. The guards gave him the prophet, very little bread and water. Read it for yourself. But he stands assured of what God told him. And before that, he got slapped for telling the truth by one of the prophets that was supposed to his name was supposed to be about truth look it up 24th 24th verse but zedekah the son of chalda went near and smote michaela on the cheek and said which way went the spirit of the lord from me to speak unto thee 25, and Michaela said, Behold, thou shalt see in that day when thou shalt go into an ember chamber to hide thyself. Come on now. Come on now. He's speaking the truth. And the 26th verse, And the king of Israel said, Take Michaela and carry him back unto Amon, the governor of the city, and to Josa, the king's son. 27th, and said, Thus saith the king, put this fellow in prison and feed him with bread of afflictions and with water of afflictions until I come in peace. Mm. The very nerve of that prophet to put his hands on God's people. Do you understand that the enemy will come in and be deceitful, deceptive, condescending, But yet and still, God still prevailed in the prophet. Let me say that one more time. The enemy wants to come in and be condescending. He wants to be manipulative. He wants to be deceiving. But God's spirit in that prophet prevailed. Don't let the enemy deceive you. Once again, ask God for discernment during these hours, saints of the most high. The deceiving spirit volunteers to do God's purpose and plan. The United States needs to repent for God to come back into our country and our lives. I'm going to say that one more time. I don't care who don't like it. The United States as a whole needs to repent for God to come back into our country and in our lives. Because we rather believe a lie than to believe the truth. This prophet, this prophet, I love him because you don't understand is that when everything is on the line, your livelihood, your way of living, your way of understanding has been restricted. Come on now, let's tell it. And then God comes in and let you know that I still want you to tell the truth. Is that possible for the men and women of God in this day? Mm. When they say to throw him in prison, could you go? When they say, give him bread and water of affliction, that means very little. Could you take it? See, some of us want to sit here, and say, I will take it, but you need to understand that it's not just you. You have children, you have families. Are you willing and able to still stay the course no matter what? Are you still able to sit there and know that your God still lives? Come on now. I don't, I'm don't. i trying to get you to the point now to understanding that truth is going to cost us so much more than what you think. This truth, this truth we have in us is going to cost us our very lives. I'm going to say it one more time. The truth you have in you, the God you have in you is going to cost you your life. Because you know who he is and you cannot deny him. You cannot deny the fact of who God is. The prophet tried to do not that. See, the prophet wanted, they wanted him to speak only one thing, but then God sat there and said, no, I need for you to tell him the truth and the whole truth. And it says in the 28th chapter, I love this. This is, I don't care what nobody says. This puts Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, all these different people, hmm, these words resonate so much. These words that they have put in the atmosphere. Do you understand this goes with them? This prophet, he he sat there and he told him, I'm talking about bold face to his face. And Michaela said, if thou return at all in peace. Come on now. The Lord have not spoken by me. Ooh. Let me let you let that mirror me. And Michaela said, if thou return at all in peace and the Lord have not spoken by me. He said, hearken all people, every one of you. That's pretty much telling them, look, if you come back in one piece, like live, breathing, doing a, you know, breathe in and breathe out technique, that I see you and you still got a breath in your body, then God didn't speak to me. Okay, then I'm, I'm in trouble. But, but the dangerous thing is that Guess what? He knew he was telling the truth. But you got to go and read down some more in order for you to understand that God ain't playing. When he said what he's going to do, he's going to do it. And the icing on the cake, I mean, the (laughs) reasons, you see, is that God in his infinite wisdom, even though they never talk about him anymore the prophet. Don't you know that boy did God proud because he stood up to what the enemy was trying to put out in the camp? Let me say it one more time. When you stand up to the enemy and it costs you your very life, it costs you your children, it costs you your family, your friends falling off. It costs you who you are in God. It costs you the relationship you have with colleagues and friends. It costs you how you're going to be able to function in this life. It costs you. And you recognize the cost. And you can stare it in the face. And you can tell it where to go and where to ship it at. You a bad man. You a bad woman of God. Y'all. When he can honestly bold face to his face, tell him, come on now. See, I don't know about you, but when you get into a fight and somebody can tell you to your face that you are not this or that and it's telling the truth. Ooh, okay. Mm -mm. I don't know about y'all, but for me to tell the truth to someone in that validity and in that reality, and I still get smacked in my face for it. And I know where I'm going and where I have to be. And God said, "You have done what I'm supposed to do," and He's recording it, y'all. That's a bad man. That's a bad woman of God, y'all. Y'all, I I don't know what to tell you, but let's see how it affects you. Additionally, in your body. According to psychology, to the mentalist, one, you feel at peace when you've done it. That bad boy was, he was done. He said, okay, cool. You can put me in prison. You can give me very little water and very little food. But at least my soul and my heart and my mind and my body is at peace with the decision I made. Don't you know he inspires others when you do it? I mean that when he said that, I was like, "Ooh!" I said, "God, ooh!" That he 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 just he 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 took my breath away. He made me want to be a better prophet because he stood up to no. He stood up to the people that was gonna sentence him to his death. He overcome fear. Come on now, that's the first impulse when you know that your very life is threatened that your very existence is threatened faith over fear homeboy had it man and women of god we need that number four open your heart come on now your whole entire body and countenance open it up to god number five you become brave He had to have, in my mind's eye, a strut, a cock to the head, a side, I'm talking about some serious side-eyed anointing. (laughs) I understand that's not in the Bible, but in my imagination, this prophet, he was a bad man. And it may not be like for everybody, but to me, the bravery, the prestige of knowing who you are. I know that made him confident that, you know, it, it made him real, relatable, understanding and downright, just, just the truth. You save yourself from trouble. Trouble with who? In this case, he saved himself from God's trouble. Can you say the same thing? Hmm. Number nine, you will be listened to. And I looked at that and I listened. Do you understand that King Ahab didn't listen to him? He listened, but was like a gnat to him, like shooed him away. King Jehoshaphat, I believe, listened, and even though he went to war with King Ahab against Syria, I duly believe that King Jehoshaphat had a moment that the words of that prophet came immediately to his face. Please read it. It's an awesome, it's an awesome chapter. Once again, Please read your word. Don't take it from my face value. I'm just telling you what God has given me in these pages and in my interpretation of who God is in these pages. Amen. And in some cases, you won't be listened to. In this particular case, he wasn't because God already knew what King Ahab was going to do. So when he did those things... God wasn't shocked or surprised. You need to understand, when God does certain things, it's because of his righteous judgment. God knew who King Ahab was, and he's given him all the opportunities to repent, but he didn't. And God said, you know what, this is a righteous judgment. And in so many different ways, we need to believe God. And stop sitting up here and saying, well, some people might have said, well, he didn't have enough chances. I said, yes, he did. He he honestly had a lot of situations where he should have repented, turned back, believed God. But he didn't. Number 10, you will become empowered. I believe that God gave him the strength and the ability to say those words, to live out his life the way that God wanted him to live. Not for his benefit, but for God's benefit. And also, because he gave him the integrity to live it out. Let me say that one more time. God gives you the integrity, the character, your way of thinking and the way that you are. That marinates so many different things. It covers so many different ways that when people want to talk bad about you, that's not you. They already knew that's not you. That's not her. I know who she is. I know who that man or woman of God is. That's not them. Don't you know that when God speaks over you to speak, it empowers you. It gives you the authority to do what God says do and underneath him and only him alone. You improve your morals, what is right and what is wrong. See, so many people in my life would tell me, Tan, when you speak a lie, it's going to come back to you quicker than the truth. Because the truth can go out and it's simply put, it's correct. It doesn't have to be checked. It doesn't have to have so many other stories to go along with it. It's just simply that. So I wanted to let you know, be truth seekers on today. Be of God. Be like the prophet, Michaela. And understand that whoever you are around that is anointed, he was so much clout. He had so much But he remained humble. He kept what God was showing to him and saying to him in that time, in this hour. Can God say the same thing about you? Let that marinate for you. Let that be in your database on today. We need to be truth seekers on today. No matter what the media, what Facebook, whatever social platform or the news is saying about anything around the world. Let us be able to stand for the truth. And simply put, you need to kind of, how can I say this? Eliminate some things. If God tells you to put down the phone or put down Facebook or what have you and concentrate more on him, then do that. If he tells you to go and speak to this person and you speak to them and they don't receive it, that's fine too. But as long as you've been obedient to the One true God. He's the one that really counts at this time in this hour. He's always been that one. Not man, not your mom, not your dad. Nobody else on this earth but him. Now, is it liable or is it anything that, you know, he would have someone else to come in and speak on his behalf to you? Yes, that is true. And you will know who it is and you will know God. who he is through that person but if it is not god he will let you know that too i think that today be truth seekers and also be able to know who is affiliated with you whether they're saved or not saved whether they're friends spouses employees or co-workers, or simply put your friend, or so-called friends. You need to know associates, because in this time, in this age, friendship is very, I will say this, very rare. And I had my friend to pass away maybe four or five years ago During this time period, that was my best friend and I will forever miss her. But you know what? I know that God has been my friend from day one. And also too, that God has more for me to do. So let's be about our father's business together. It has been an awesome time with you on today. God bless you. God be with you and take God with you. Thank you for listening. And if you like our podcast, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music and Audible, Spotify and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five star rating. This will be helpful in order for us to reach more people. And also, if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook under It is Written by Latanya Uyola. Thank you. God bless. Kanon, Sometimes it's sometimes it's, years. sometimes it's a lifetime. Of falling tears, but he's in the darkness, he's in the cold, just like the morning he always shows. shows. It may be midnight or midday, it's never early.